This is the beginning of part two. Question number nine, kind of an interesting question. Michael, I interview musicians and photograph concerts as a hobby. How can I make money doing what I love? I'm going to tell them you should do audio interviews, and you can package them and sell them. And I'm going to give you a perfect example about this. I don't know how I got on this email list, but there's a website called TuneCore, T-U-N-E-C-O-R-E.com, TuneCore. And these guys are doing exactly what I'm teaching. I have no idea who they are, but they have all kinds of information products audio downloads, they interview experts, and just the gentleman who asked this, he loves musicians, I would say start interviewing musicians. But we also talked about what are some of the most profitable interviews. Let's say he interviews 10 musicians about their career as a musician. What do you think someone will pay more for? Those 10 interviews with those musicians and what they love about their career and what their life is like and how many gigs they play? Or what if you did 10 interviews for musicians on how to get a number one song? or how to do mastering, how to master your songs, or how to do marketing, or how to publish your digital music, an interview on vinyl, you know, creating vinyl records and selling old LPs, or mixing your music for the best potential sales, on copyright issues. You know, these are subjects that the business of the music industry, I think, would have a lot more appeal and bring a higher dollar volume than actually the lifestyles of different musicians. So I would tell him, start interviewing experts within the business music industry. It's a huge niche. Now, these guys, I remember looking at one of their seminars because these guys, their niche is teaching about publishing your digital songs. So a musician who creates you know, a series of songs, it's not really all about albums anymore. It's about that one track, that one hit. And it's about how to market your song. And it was interesting to me because I wanted to learn from them, even though it was music, about how to get distribution on an audio interview. It's not music, but it's still an audio content. And their distribution system would work the same way for me. And I looked at their seminar. They were selling an online training for about $10,000. So I would tell this guy, go to TuneCore, look at what they're doing, and model it. Their niche is digital music, maybe you can model something for maybe vinyl music, LPs. I think albums are kind of getting back in fashion with a lot of the younger kids today. Okay, question number 10. Are issues pertaining to parenting and health concerns with infants and children a good subject for audio interviews? I think it'd be a great subject. I mean, what could be more traumatizing for a parent, you know, than having a child who's ill or sick? They desperately want a solution. They want answers. And there's probably not a lot of answers. You know, it depends what kind of illness they have. But absolutely, I couldn't think of a more hungry market. And it kind of sounds cruel from a marketing standpoint. But what could be more important than finding solutions for a child who's sick? You know, people want solutions to that. And money certainly, in many cases, would not be an issue. So depending on what you're trying to do, I think that would be a very hot market and something that could be very rewarding for you as well. Give you another example. There's a guy I see on TV out here in San Diego. He has a show. It's actually a 30-minute infomercial, but when you watch it, you would never know. It's called The Wellness Hour, and it's a guy named Randy Alvarez. And what he does is he interviews medical experts. You can check his website out at thewellnesshour.com. 
And he has a collection of interviews, just like I do, where there are interviews on medical experts. But you know how he monetizes this? I do want to say that he's doing video production. But just imagine he was just doing audio interviews, and I've even thought of doing this because he does stuff on hair loss, so he'll interview a couple uh, surgeons who do hair loss surgery. He interviews surgeons for facelifts, for surgery with women who have problems with their veins. Every kind of medical surgery, he'll approach them, he'll ask them if they'd like to do an interview, he'll produce a 30-minute show, he'll charge them up to $10,000 just for the production of the show. Now, once they have that show, he'll offer them advertising where they can buy 30-minute slots within a local media range to air that show to promote their high-end surgeries. He's doing something that would be no different if you just changed it from video to audio. You could do the same thing. You know, he'll air a show and he may sell some cosmetic surgery that can make that surgeon, you know, $10,000, $20,000. So it's no different. Audio, though, I will tell you, is a lot easier. You need very little skill to do an interview with a medical expert on audio, and it certainly can be done. So I would tell this gentleman who asked this question to go to the Wellness Hour, look at what he's doing, and just ask yourself, can I do something similar for the particular illness that I was thinking about? You know, you were just talking about the parenting and infant market. Yeah. And I remember in Gary Halbert's Boron Letters book, he talked about how new parents are an emotional high point in their life, and they're looking for solutions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my kids are nine and six now, but, you know, you just remember back, you know, when you have to go shopping for the crib for your baby. I mean, there's nothing in your world more important than that crib, and you'll go to five different places to look for that perfect crib. Or when you look for a stroller for your kid, you really research the stroller market. It's incredible, and you want the best. And, you know, when you have a little baby, there's these things called the baby Bjorn, where if you want to hold hold your baby like close to your body, you put this strap thing on and you put your baby in there and he sits in there. I mean, every little product for your baby is like the most important thing in the world. So I would agree with you there. Going on to question number 11, how can I offer value to local dog groomers so they will give me interviews and tips for starting a grooming business? I don't want to compete with them locally, but use info for a website. Okay, well, if he wants to interview him just to learn the business, I would just tell him to call some local dog groomers and tell them that I'm thinking of getting into the business or I'm looking for information for my website, and I'd just simply ask them. If they're hesitant about delivering information, you can bribe them. You can say, hey, you know, how can I pay you for your time? Can I pay you for some consulting time and advice? And you give them 50 bucks to spend with you on the phone for an hour. Certainly that would be worth it if you could make sure that you would have the rights to the audio recording and be able to use that. That's another way to go, too. If you want it for free and you want to get the information for free, you can tell them that you'll interview them and you'll give them the recording. And you'll interview them all about their pet grooming business and you'll say, I'll do the interview, I'll produce it, I'll edit it, and I will give you a master of this recording that you can use to help promote your pet grooming business. So if someone calls up on the phone and they're thinking about you, they can send them to a website that can play that interview that could help them sell their credibility and their pet grooming service or they can put it on a CD and distribute that to customers who are thinking about their service. 
businesses. I'll give you an example as far as trading for an interview. For my HMA marketing consultants, there's a back-end password-protected portion of the product called the HMA University. And a lot of the interviews there are not on my free site. And I had known a guy who sells a business opportunity, a consulting opportunity, a very expensive one, about $100,000. His name is Hutch, and he does coaching with million-dollar CEOs. And this guy, when I talk to him, he is just incredible, very nice knowledgeable, has produced like 30, 40 different products, has all kinds of teleseminar series already produced, has a ton of content and sells a very high-end training. And I thought it would be great for my HMA consultants to listen to this guy's expertise. And I made him an offer. I said, hey, Paul, I'll make you a deal. Let me interview you for my HMA consultants and only my HMA consultants. He didn't want the interview on the main site because he thought it would be a conflict of interest. And let me grill you for an hour and a half about your expertise as a million-dollar CEO coach. And I want to just, in trade, I'll be able to deliver it and offer it as extra training for my HMA consultants. And as trade, I will edit it and give you the master of that interview to use to promote your coaching opportunity. And I told him I didn't want any profits from it. He can do whatever he wants with it. He would own the interview, and he agreed. And we did an incredible interview. He can take that thing, and I don't know what he's doing with it. I would think he's using it. I think he'd be crazy not to because it was a great interview, just breaking down his entire opportunity, positioning him as an expert. And my trade was so I could give some incredible value to my HMA consultants in the HMA University. So that's another way you can trade services. Trade service for expertise. Question number 12. Is it advisable to market myself as an expert in a single subject area, or can I put myself out there for more than a single area of expertise? I'm not thinking of doing this at the same time, or even suggesting my expertise in another area during an interview on the other subject. I'm simply wondering how to establish myself in two separate areas of expertise. I would say yes, it's very possible. I mean, there's no reason why Michael couldn't be the expert in two different things. It's a huge world. The Internet market is humongous unless it's some totally conflicting expertise that would be a conflict. I would say it depends, but I would say yes, absolutely. Why can't someone be an expert at a couple different things? But if he's looking for product creation, another solution would be don't be the expert. You could go interview other experts and have an entire line of products like I do, and interview other experts and have a line of products to sell. For example, I have a reenactment of a speech with a guy named Eugene Schwartz. It's a copywriting product. He's the expert. I sell a product for that. I have joint venture interviews with other joint venture experts. I have a product called Joint Venture Magic that I sell. I've got a product that I sell with an expert on how to get your product into Walmart. Art Hamill is the business buying expert. Richard is the marketing consulting expert, and so on and so on. So there's no limit to the number of products I can sell, and there's nothing conflicting because I'm just the guy asking the questions. They're the experts. So I would tell him to consider interviewing experts rather than being the expert. Question number 13. Hi, Michael. I am a musician, and I've been a music tutor for 25 years. There seems to be a few how-to-play sites on the web. Do you think it is worth setting up a how-to-teach site? 
I'm going to make the same recommendations. Absolutely, yes. Like the examples I talked about with Tim Core, I'd say do your research. I've heard stories of piano courses, how to play piano, how to play guitar. Those are humongous markets, huge markets that people want to learn how to do. And go to YouTube. Actually, I was watching an online video, and they took me to YouTube, and they showed me a video of a guitar player. I don't even know where he was, but this guy had millions and millions of hits. And he was an expert at playing guitar, and he was using YouTube videos to promote and sell his product. Because on the YouTube video, right to the right, you have a link to the website. And I'm sure once you link to that website, he's capturing an email address and a name, and he is selling his guitar information product. Absolutely. How to play piano. I've got my kids both in piano. We have a piano teacher who comes to the house every week, and we're trying to teach them how to play piano. And it's pretty hard. We pay for the private tutor. But, yes, I think it's a great hungry market. I'd say do your research. I'd say call some of the product developers. I'd go on Amazon, see what kind of how-to play books are selling there. On Amazon, I believe they'll tell you the positioning, how popular it is. Do your research, and you'll find your answer. Hey, the interview format is tried and true. I mean, we're all conditioned to it, from the news anchors on the news to Oprah to Larry King to all those zoo shows like with Montel. You know, they're all interview shows. So when you're providing audio interviews to someone, it's not like you're providing them anything that's foreign to them or that's uncomfortable. They're so comfortable with it. Everyone's heard interviews. They know what it's about, and they know it's a way to get content and a way for content to be delivered. And so because it's comfortable, I think it's easier to get the information into people's head. And that's in an audio format. And the same thing would go if it was a written sales letter. You know, you could have a sales letter that's nothing but question, answer, question, answer. You see that all over the Internet. A lot of sites have question and answer sites because they're valuable. Let's go to question 14. Hi, Michael. I run a small telemarketing company and always wanted to know a way to make money while I'm sleeping. The only way I thought was to have an e-commerce site selling a product or service. I don't have any products to sell, just my telemarketing skills as I am good on the phone. How could you help me as I need to make some additional income as I'm finding it hard to pay my mortgage? In this question, I hear two things. I think the guy's got two advantages. One, he thinks an e-commerce site is a good way to go. So he's understanding the power of the Internet, and I would definitely agree with that. I think delivering your content through e-commerce is the way to go. And then secondly, he said he's pretty good on the phone. Now, there's not a lot of people who want to admit that, but he realizes he's good on the phone. He's got an asset. He's probably not afraid to sell. So if he's having a hard time paying his mortgage, I would say that if you're good on the phone and you're willing to get on the phone and sell something for three hours in the morning, five days a week, okay, 15 hours a week of nothing but phone selling, you know, dialing and smiling, selling and pitching something, I think he could probably be able to pay his mortgage. But what's he going to sell? And what I would tell him, I would look for a high-ticket product to sell. There are seminars being put on all over the country, expensive seminars, $1,000 seminars, $5,000 seminars, $15,000 seminars. Before I even started selling my HMA consulting opportunity, I was using some audio interviews to promote another consulting opportunity. It was a $15,000 seminar. So there are seminar promoters who would love to pay you 
or 50% on whatever you sell. So if this guy's good on the phone and he's selling a seminar on whatever subject, let's say it's referral marketing and it's a $2,000 seminar in Texas, I would get on the internet and I would find some leads and I would start dialing and selling that seminar. So that would be my advice to him if he needs quick money. Let's say he secures a deal with the promoter of the referral seminar and he trusts that promoter and he trusts that he'll be paid and maybe he's put some methods in when he's making phone calls to control the flow of the lead that he produces based on his efforts if he could track his results he could actually interview that expert about his expertise about why someone should come to this referral seminar you know why should they believe him what makes him so good what are the students going to learn is it worth two thousand dollars some case studies, do an interview with him, and then use that interview to automate that selling. So if he has an interview and he understands the Internet for delivering audio content, instead of him making phone calls selling each person over and over again on the phone, he can use the leverage of his interview, and all he has to do is direct that person, even if he had to make phone calls, direct them to the audio interview or mail out the interview on a CD or give them a phone number that they can call and listen to the interview on a replay line or mail them the type transcripts of the interview. So with audio interviews, when you're promoting something, you get to take yourself out of the picture. You get to automate the selling process, and that is the most valuable thing about the combination of doing expert interviews in the Internet. You've got to have the Internet and these other formats for distribution to make it work. So that's what I'd tell that guy. It just occurred to me, if he's doing telemarketing for high-ticket seminar products, if he was recording him doing selling, every time he picks up the phone, he could be creating a product that he could take to other seminar promoters and say, listen to this, I'll train your whole staff to do this. Just like this recording, you know, we're both recording it. I'm going to have a master of this recording. This is valuable. I mean, I'm giving answers to questions here, but I'm not writing them. It would probably take me a week to write out with the correct spelling and punctuation what I've talked about already that's come out of my head. You can talk a lot faster than you can write, and you can talk yourself rich, Ben. You're listening to an exclusive interview found on Michael Sinoff's hardtofindseminars.com. Moving on to the next section, we're in equipment, software, and website stuff. Okay. Question number 15. What equipment and software do you use to record your audio interviews? I use a simple Sony digital recorder. I probably got it six years ago from the Circuit City, which is now going out of business here in San Diego. I paid, I think, 90 bucks. So it's a digital Sony recorder. The model number is I, C as in cat, D as in dog, dash S as in Sam, T as in Tom, 10. Sony ICD dash ST10 stereo. You can hit eBay, do a search for it. You can go to Radio Shack. So you're going to need something to record your audio digitally. Now, there are other methods of doing it. There's stuff out there that you can hook into your phone and hook into your computer, things that are a lot more complicated where you have dual channels and big microphones and all that. But I'm just using this simple little recorder. It takes two AAA batteries, and the thing has only failed me once. But I had a backup, and it was when I interviewed Carl. Carl Galetti, we did like a two-part interview. 
I recorded the interview, and then to get the interview off, you have to plug your Sony into your USB port of your computer, and then you save the file. We'll talk about this into an MP3 file. And it was saving the file, and it pulled off 99% of the interview, and then it just stopped. And Carl Galetti had a backup of that recording, so I didn't lose the content. But that is the only time it's ever failed me. It's been very reliable. So you're going to need something to capture your audio interview. You're going to need the good old telephone. I'm on this phone. It's a Radio Shack phone. I've probably had this thing 15 years. And I will tell you, you want to test the phone that you have when you're doing recordings. Because I had a problem with this phone. I was getting a lot of crackling. And I didn't know what it was. So I searched out new phones. I went up to Walmart. And you want to use a wired phone. You don't want a cordless phone. And you don't want a cell phone. I bought a wired phone from Radio Shack, one of the newer ones. And I bought one from Walmart. And then I tested out the sound quality on them. And it was definitely different than this one I used. So I'm in a little office here. And the main phone I use is usually at my home. So I unplugged the phone from my home. And I brought it over here to my office because it's got a different sound than my office phone. So find a phone. You know, garage sales are a great place. I think if you pick up the older ones, sometimes the older ones are made a little bit better. But you can certainly find some old corded phones if you don't have a corded phone on Craigslist or eBay and play around with it and test it. So you're going to need a phone. You're going to need a digital recorder. Oh, you're going to need this device to capture the recording. I get it from Radio Shack, and I'll have the exact URL in the resource page, but it plugs into your digital recorder, and then it plugs into the back of the phone. And so this allows you to record both sides of the conversation. And it's about $20. I looked it up yesterday. It's only $20, and you'll see the exact thing that I use to get the recording off of the other end, so I'm able to record you, Ben. And then you have editing software if you want to edit it. You don't have to edit your recordings. I like to edit them, but I use what I learned on and what I'm comfortable with. And it's a version of GoldWave. If you go to goldwave.com, I use their version 4.26. They've got two or three new versions after that, and it's really hard to find the 4.26 version. But I'm trained on it. It's very easy to work with. I think Diane, my editor, I'm not sure if she's using the old version. I think she learned on the new one. But that's all you need is a few pieces of equipment to record, capture, and edit your audio. Okay, I just wanted to add in for Mac users because this has been a big pain for me as far as finding a recorder. If somebody's got a Mac, Sony has a model ICD-UX70. That's what I use. It's just extremely user-friendly. And you're happy with it? Oh, yeah. I mean, this thing plugs right into the USB. I can download it. It's very simple. Okay, perfect. Good. Sony's a good brand. They make good products. Okay, we'll go on to question 17. Which vendors do you use to record your audio interviews? Like I said, you know, as far as recording the audio, I'm using my phone and I'm using my Sony. What he may be referring to is on the resource page, I use a service from Rick Raditz. And if you go to www.audio terminator.com audio terminator you'll see how I'm able to take my recordings after I've done the editing and I can upload them into the service and then create the play buttons you know the play and the fast forward and the pause where you'll get the HTML code and you'll be able to post that up on your website so you can give your website visitor a button to play the audio recording I think that's what he may be referring to so at askmichaelsenoff.com 
forward slash resources, you'll see a link to Audio Terminator. And it's a wonderful service. I've been using this probably now five or six years. And that is how I put most of my playable audio, my flash audio, on my website where people can listen online. And we'll talk more on how I upload my MP3s, I think, coming up in another question. Was that service a monthly Yeah, it is a monthly service. It's 29 bucks a month. And they'll host all your content up there. So they have huge servers that will host all the audio. And they have a back panel where you can get to any of your audio. You can create different color buttons. You can create different style buttons. Once you upload an audio, you can take some code and send it in an email. There's a lot of real time-saving advantages with this service that I've used for years. I would definitely highly recommend it. And if somebody just wanted to buy it, software. I use a really user-friendly piece of software called Sonic Memo Pro. Really, you just need the ability to cut and paste. It's really that easy. Look, there's probably 20 different solutions. I'm just telling you the way I do it and what works for me. It's what I'm comfortable with, and I think a lot of people are like that if they learn. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people using software, Word versions, you know, from years and years ago. You learn something. You don't want to have to relearn it. So if it works and I'm comfortable with it and I don't have to invest the time to relearn some new software, I'm going to stick with what I know, and that's what I've been doing in the past. But I'm real happy with this audio terminator. Okay. We'll go on to question 19. Which company or companies would you recommend to, well, actually, you just went over this, to add audio to your website? Yeah, I'd recommend audioterminator.com. Let's say you didn't want to pay the money, you know, like I explained how to do a free interview and get the free recording. Well, let's say you don't want to pay a lot of money. You could hire someone to do this for you. Now, the buttons I have on my site, what I've been doing recently, are from the Audio Terminator site. But I do have a webmaster, and if you go on my site, Hard to Find Seminars, you'll see a lot of green buttons. And I had a webmaster. When I would finish the audio recording and it was edited, I would upload it to my site, hardtofindseminars.com. And I used to pay my webmaster $20 a piece. This is when I didn't know how to do really anything. I'd pay him $20 a piece to take that MP3 recording and to convert it to a flash file and to make the button and to put the button on the website. And then he would put the flash file into certain folders. So I was paying a lot of money, but I just didn't know how to do it. And I was too lazy to figure out how to do it. And I could kick myself for doing that. Now I just use the audio terminal product and do it myself. But you could hire an expert. Go on Craigslist. Craigslist.com is awesome. And they have a section on Craigslist from any city in any country where you can put a free ad. And there's a section called Gigs, G-I-G-S. And you can put an ad in the Gigs for free. And you can say, hey, I'm looking for someone who knows how to convert MP3 files into Flash and who can put them up on a website and help me out with some of this stuff. I'm willing to pay 8 bucks an hour. You can come to my house and do this. Or you can work part-time. And we We can communicate through email. And your ad will take 15 minutes before it gets posted on Craigslist. And right after 15 minutes, you're going to start getting in your email inbox responses to your ad. Hey, I can do this for you. You know, they'll send you a little resume about their experience. You can find anyone you need on Craigslist or on Elance to help you do what you can't do. You'll pay them, but if you need expertise, don't let not knowing how to do something to keep you from doing it. Just find someone who knows how to do it, and it's time or money. Okay. 
Question number 20, how do you get your audio interviews transcribed? Okay, what I do, I have a wonderful transcriptionist who I met on Elance. I remember I needed a bunch of audios transcribed probably six years ago. I posted an ad. I met a lady named Trish who's in the South, and she has been transcribing my audio about 90% of the time. Now, she couldn't keep up. I was giving her too much work, and I was waiting sometimes a couple weeks before I got the transcripts, and I actually fired her. I was so frustrated. I said, you're fired. Actually, I had referred her to somebody to do some work that she didn't do, and I fired her, and then I thought I could get it done cheaper. And I made the mistake, and I went to Craigslist, and I hired someone to do some audio transcription work from India. And he talked a good game, but when the product came back, it was pitiful. I would definitely recommend, if you're thinking about using an outsourcing company from India, test them out and really make sure they're doing the right work, because even though they speak English, our English is different. They just don't have a grasp on our slang, and there's a lot of mistakes, and fixing those mistakes will cost you a lot more money than the money you saved from the first place. So Trish does my audio transcripts. I pay her about $60 for an hour's worth of audio. So if I give her an edited audio recording that's an hour long or an edited interview that's an hour long, she'll transcribe it word for word. And she doesn't do editing. She just transcribes it word for word. And then she will send me a transcript back in Microsoft Word, and I have a template for her. She puts the footer in there and the header, and she sends it back to me. And so I've been real lucky to have a reliable transcriptionist who's been with me over the years. And as you start doing stuff, you'll build the team too, and you'll find reliable people, and as long as you pay them, and they do their work, and you're both happy, before you know it, you'll see it. I mean, I can't believe it's been five or six years, maybe seven years, she's been doing transcription work for me. And that's how my old team is. You know, Diane came on the line, Ben, and she's been with me four and a half years helping me out. I mean, time goes by fast. But you need to build a team if you're going to get real serious about this. It's either time or money. So as your time dwindles, you may have to invest in your business and invest in outsourcing to do a lot of this for you. And I think that's a great way to go if you have the money to do it. Question number 21. What kind of audio player are you using on your website for an automatic play? I know what he's referring to. Again, AudioTerminator.com. He's referring to the AskMichaelSenoff.com, right? When you come to the website, AskMichaelSenoff.com, my welcome message automatically starts playing. There is an option with the Audio Terminator service. When you create your button, you can choose, do I want it to automatically play on every visit, or do I want the visitor to have to hit the play button. So you have that choice. So Audio Terminator is what I'm doing for that. That software you were telling me about, does that have an autoplay option? It does. It does, okay. I just have never used it, but I know I see the option on there. Okay, great. Question number 22. What are you using for people to listen to or download the free audio? To listen to the play buttons, listen online. I'm using the Audio Terminator product so they can go online and play the buttons. To download the free audio, what I do is after I do the editing of the audio, I will upload the audio as an MP3 file format. We'll talk about the size of the file later. And I'll upload it to the site into a folder. And then when I want to make that MP3 available for someone who comes to the web page, like let's say I write download here on the web page. And then I take that text download here and I hyperlink it to the audio file. So when someone comes to the web page, they can take their mouse button and right click on it and save the file onto their computer. 
We'll talk more about how powerful that is and how a lot of people don't do that. But that is the key. You know, releasing your audio. Don't hoard your audio. Don't ever put audio up that you can play only because that just frustrates people. People want to take their audio with them, and they want to take it on the road, and they want to play it their way. Don't determine how your market's going to listen to your interviews. Give them choices. And we've talked about experimenting in the past with if you want someone to opt into your site, you can maybe give them the download function if they opt in, but only the play only if they don't opt in. Yeah, that's true. I mean, having the ability to download it is definitely a premium advantage, and you can use that advantage to bribe your visitors to give up their name and email address. You know, in product creation, that's another option. You know, you could have three different levels. Let's say you're selling a series of audio interviews on referral marketing. You know, you could have a free level where they can only play it, but they can pay a monthly fee to be able to download them and take them with them on the road. You can charge even more if you give them the audio transcripts. So giving someone more options, you know, people will pay for that. That has value. Okay. Question number 23. Where do you house your audio files that plan your website? A secondary site or are they on your server? Okay, a combination. All my audios are in a folder on my hardtofindseminars.com website. A lot of my audios, the green play buttons, these are the flash recordings. Those are on another server, and I think my webmaster did it at the time because I take up a lot of room with all these audios, so we put it on another server to kind of give the server more room. So those are on a different server. So they're on two different servers, and I also back up all my audios at my home and at my office on an external hard drive, and I have actually two hard drives on my main computer that whenever I save anything, the items that I save, you know, save twice on two different hard drives, so one of the hard drives fails. I have a duplicate mirror image of another hard drive, and that actually happened over the summer. One of my hard drives crashed, but I had everything backed up. If you're doing this kind of stuff, it's not a matter of if your computer is going to crash. It's just a matter of when your computer is going to crash. In these audio interviews, certain interviews, you do not want to lose these, especially after you've invested the time getting the interview, doing the interviewing, editing it. You're losing money, so make sure you back up all your stuff. You can back it up onto CDs and put them away, put them in a safe or something. This is the end of Part 2. Please continue to Part 3. For more interviews like this, go to hardtofindseminars.com.